If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. Yes, really. Yes, really. Now I'm gonna tell you why. No. Bring it all together. Allow me to be the hands that braid the the ties that bind here. Okay. Now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you might hear Jennifer Lopez, right? Okay. But where was she singing that? She was at the White House and she was singing to America. It's really to the whole world. Okay, but on behalf of America. And you may hear Jennifer Lopez, but I hear the American people, okay, when saying, let's get loud, a collective outcry to get loud and celebrate and turn up, okay, because on February 10th at 12.13 p.m., McDonald's tweeted, and I quote, Y'all, we did it. High C Orange is coming back. So yes. like I'm saying, now y'all, you know, you might have heard Jennifer Lopez. I felt like she was, you know, singing and screaming, I should say, on behalf of the American people as an outcry to celebrate because High C Orange is back, goddammit, at McDonald's. And I thought it was only right to do this during Black History Month because everybody knows that when black people go to McDonald's, we was all getting the same thing to drink. High C motherfucking orange. You Beyond really that, love it. That this really a thing. I wore orange. It is a treat. Oh my! Wow, y'all! You know, I wore orange, orange pants, orange pants, orange sweats to celebrate because <laughs> it's time to. She, she the one said, "Let's get loud." You heard her. She said, "Let's get loud." I'm so glad I didn't wear my orange and set myself up because <laughs> I didn't want to encourage this. <sighs> and she was singing to America the Beautiful. So all I got to say is, it's a celebration for Black people and America as a whole, all people. How appropriate that Jennifer Lopez. Was singing for all people on behalf of us when she said, "Let's get loud to celebrate the return of High C Orange because it's a cause for celebration." And I'm going to get me some. I can't wait. I know you can't either. With that being said, welcome uh, to your weekly look at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental citrus grove. Because who in the hell don't want some High C Orange? I know I do. Hello, friend. Hello, Asante. Friend, how you doing? I'm good. Wait, so I have a question because I missed the whole Jennifer Lopez Let's Get Loud moment. Oh, my God. I just saw the clip. I saw the clip, obviously, because it went viral. But so was she brought on to sing Let's Get Loud or she was singing something else and then just threw that in there to just jazz it up? 
She was singing America the Beautiful, right? Oh, what was she saying? It was a, it was a classic. Hold on, let's find out. And Jennifer. they hired J Lo. That's interesting. Yep, Lopez, America. <laughs> Hold on, America. I just want America how- the Beautiful. She was singing America the Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, she was singing This Land is Your Land and America the Beautiful. It was like a mashup. Okay. And so she just cut it. She added that in. And it caught every, literally, it caught that one bar. It caught everybody off guard when she did it. Because <laughs> who was expecting to hear fucking, let, first of all, we were surprised. She looked beautiful. She had on like this all white shirt. As always. Like yeah, she it, it was perfect dress for the occasion. That's one of the best things about inaugurations is seeing everybody kind of, um, you know, take cater their image consulting to like or their image i guess to like something conservative for the occasion right, so i right. love seeing how people see, seeing everybody's take on that so anyway she had on like this white like chanel blouse and like coat you know different layers a white hat uh her white man was wearing no, i'm just playing she had, <laughs> she had everybody with her though <laughs> but uh and she was singing this land is your land and america the beautiful a mashup and out of nowhere she just launched into that let's get loud <laughs> you know what's funny i bet you when she was with her vo- her vocal coach and they were like rehearsing the song she was probably mm-hmm. like you know it would be crazy yo <laughs> <laughs> and she was 100% right cuz it was crazy deranged crazy deranged that's how it felt it just felt so obtuse of the rest of the performance and i think that's what made people start laughing because it wasn't if i'm being fair like nobody's saying jennifer lopez is you know (laughs) celine dion as a vocalist right but she didn't sound bad she didn't sound it wasn't like an amazing she carried the tune she carried the tune and so for that I think we all would have been excited, I guess. But the fact that it was just so, it was jarring. Like, it just came out of nowhere. It would be like me singing the national anthem and then being like, um, t- or doing like the chorus of March Madness to in- at the end of the fucking national anthem. You know what I'm saying? Then going back to the national anthem. It would be like that. Like, just why is this? Why is this? Why uh, did this happen? Like we're a peg in a round hole. You know what I mean? Fran, you definitely have my imagination going too wild because I'm like, imagine that conversation play out and the dude being like, you you gotta hit him with let's get loud and her being like it's you perfect. already see it you see it's how perfect. people it's time how people fall into things it's time. like that like like you know yep. how the artists be like really with it and they just be like short they're like yep it's time it's, it's time it's oh, all the things to say <laughs> I wish she would have sang like uh, waiting for it to, if she would have just no, hit us with didn't. a <laughs> oh she could have did that she could have just hit us like, with that oh let me tell yeah. y'all something if them green lights <laughs> would have started hitting. <laughs> If them green America the, the, America the beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> she could have did it like that. You know what I'm saying? It's ways to arrange that. She could have mm-hmm. done that. But that let's get loud out of your whole catalog. Girl, <laughs> if it was ever time to start stripping your clothes off and walking away, that was it. <laughs> Fuck that beach challenge. That was the time to just leave no, it there on the no, floor. No, stop. But did, y'all, did either one of you click that challenge? Like the hashtag? <laughs> and nope. And no. nobody else did either. Because they <laughs> Said nobody did it. Her video was the only one. <laughs> What'd you find, Brand? Uh, nothing. I found nothing. <laughs> <laughs> She's too busy getting loud. Let's get loud. <laughs> so before we 
jump in? Does anyone have an announcement this week? Yes. I want to thank the New Haven Cultural Society and the Department of Cultural Affairs. Um, I was blessed to moderate a conversation with their keynote speaker, uh, Dr. Bettina Love. Shout out to Bettina Love, an incredible, credible powerhouse um, in the, the activism space and media landscape. Um, she's doing some great work. A Harvard fellow um, who uh, created this intersection of hip-hop, civics, um, social justice, and 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 being brazenly and boldly queer in media spaces. Like, it's just incredible the work that she's been doing. So, shout out to her. We had a great conversation um, as the keynote address for the Unapologetically Radical Conference 2021. So, huge thank you to Tiffany and Karina over there in New Haven, um, the city of New Haven, Connecticut, their uh, Department of Cultural Affairs. Thank you for choosing me. We had a great conversation. Cannot wait to work with them again. And shout out to Dr. Bettina Love. She is the coolest person ever. Look Aww. her up. Yes. And I heard you did amazing. Thank you so much. Thank I you. Saw I saw her people you, in the comments that were like, Dustin, you facilitated that conversation with such ease. And Thank you, you were so sharp much. and good. And it was just a very well put together conversation. Thank you. Thank you. They gave me um, the perfect companion in that conversation. Uh, right. Dr. Bettina Love has done so many great things. So researching her work was a pleasure. Um, and and encouraging her to go a little bit deeper into the reasons why and the intention behind her work was an honor. So it was great. Thank you, friend. Yay. I'm so excited. Okay, so I need the ecosystem activated for this announcement. Yes. Not, not so much for me, even though I that's always welcome. But so Noah. Yes. <laughs> we've, had, we've been sitting on this one for a while. Noah of um the daughter the daughter of Jaden <laughs> Jaden who is Jaden friend uh, Jade of all jades mm-hmm. our sister one of my best friends so uh, I had the opportunity to work with Twitter and Ritz crackers uh they first hit me and out you know admittedly I was like uh I don't really know how I would align with the crackers because it just seemed random for and me. I love to... me a Ritz cracker. I ain't even gonna lie. Okay. I love Ritz crackers. <laughs> but that's the thing. Ritz crackers are, are those crackers that like you will eat the whole box. So it's oh, not yes. that they're bad, but it mm-hmm. was me. Y'all know how I work when yeah. it comes to like brand campaigns. What so does I it was mean like, yeah, like what does it mean to me? I wasn't sure how I could uh, align with it, but then I was like, hold up, Noah. Because every time I go over to Jay's and Noah's has like, we have tea parties mm-hmm. and she always has Ritz crackers. So I was mm-hmm. like, I asked them, I said, would y'all allow me to have uh, someone be in it with me or does it have to be me? And then they were like, well, what are you thinking? I was like, I'm going to create a treatment and come back to you guys. Created a treatment that actually put Noah as the star of the commercial. And I'm more of like a supporting act. And it gave her the opportunity, first of all, to shine because everyone knows Noah is an absolute star. Yes, so we yes, want to get natural born. Natural born. We want to get her real popping. And this was a perfect opportunity at this level. And you know, she got a check. She's gonna have a, a little digital oh, commercial. No, that's like right. she's the lead. It was completely surround uh, centered around her, and she put in so much work, you guys. It was a ten hour set. 
which is funny because it's only 30 this. seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 30 yeah. second digital commercial, but it took 10 hours because working with a kid is actually very challenging because yeah. they, you know, she gets tired. Mm -hmm. We had to like let her have her snacks and, and nap and playtime. And it was a lot that had to be created. <laughs> yeah. That's just how it goes, you know, star of the show. But I really would love for everyone to help me affirm her when you see it release. It's going to be on Twitter. It's going to be this week. Um, I'm guessing around Thursday or Friday. Okay. Um, definitely before Sunday because it's a Black History Month campaign. And it's going to be a promoted tweet on Twitter, which y'all know can be a little scary sometimes because that means everybody's going to see it. And y'all know how yes. the people are on Twitter. But I would love to see your support in the comments and just mm -hmm. helping me boost it so she can feel good. You know, she, like I said, put in a lot of work. She's very excited about this. This is her first campaign. So shout out to Noah, Noah Verrett. Yes. yes. Shout Superstar, out to girl. Twitter. <laughs> shout Proud out to you, Ritz Noah. Crackers uh, for the opportunity to create a campaign exactly how I wanted to create it, uh, centering a wonderful star of a little black girl so can't wait for y'all to see it i can't wait to see it i cannot <laughs> wait to see it. it's adorable honestly it's very kitty you know it's just we made sure to to create something that she was comfortable with so young know what a boss can i, I wait for wait. this i can't wait to see it i can't wait to share it yay and thank you guys shout out to you for for masterminding that whole thing man and what a blessing to even be able to move like that so like I said, it'll be up this week and we would love your support on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I'm at Hey Fran Hey, pretty much across the board. So that's where it will be. Um, and that's the that's it for me. Are y'all ready to jump into the black business of the week? Yes. Yes, ma'am, I am. Asante, you got us this week with the blackest business. That's right, I do, Fran. I see we was dipping in them sound, the uh, Twitter streets for the blackest business. I, I unfortunately, I am not good with my French. I feel like this is French, but the at is J underscore underscore say pa or say underscore pa s a i s underscore p a s. You know what your name is. Anyway, <laughs> she tweeted us and said, "Would y'all consider featuring my mom's business for the weekly black-owned business feature?" Of course, we would feature your mama. At Boso Kitchen, that's B-O-S-O -S <laughs> underscore kitchen, sells gourmet spice nuts, shipped nationally, and vegan soups only available in the DMV. They've got about eight different flavors with the vegan and vegetarian options. And I was over on their Instagram looking, and when I'm telling you they've got nuts for days, I'm talking turmeric chili cashew or almond nuts. We've got honey chipotle peanuts. Oh, uh, my. I mean, just nuts for days. I saw somebody harassing them in the comments, asking them about uh, mailing some soup out to them. And they were like, you know, we're working on our recipe for the box soup. So, you know, get with them if you're looking for that and if you love some soup. And you're in the DMV area. Okay. So again, that's at Boso Kitchen, B-O-S-O -S -O underscore kitchen. So thank you, Jay Say Pie. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Please tell me if I'm wrong. I just want to feel like I'm cultured. Jeanne Say Pie. Parlez-vous Francais. I'm going to leave the next Parlez-vous Francais. Remember on Martin when uh, Myra, when they her, all her hair fell out of Shanae <laughs> Salon, and they tried to tell her it was French. The being bald headed look is French. She's like, Parlez-vous Francais. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. 
Well, <laughs> there it is for you. That's the blackest business because I know black people love some nuts, and these are gourmet spiced black nuts. Black people love some. You nuts. know, black people love nuts. I immediately <laughs> thought of my own mama when she said that. I was like, you know, my mom used to love or her boi- some boiled. What is it? Boiled peanuts. I boiled remember peanuts, my, my some stepdad brittles. stayed with some well, boiled peanuts. <laughs> All of that. All, all of that. that. All of that. <laughs> so on last week's episode titled You Haul Y'all. Thank you, Dustin. It was a shoot the shit episode. As always, y'all know how those go. And as always, you had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? Well, I actually wanted to take a moment uh I didn't choose someone that w- that listened. I'm so sorry. Just because I had an incident myself <laughs> recently. And this ties into a couple of things. We're, you know, we're going to start from the beginning. You know, Dustin started with the high C orange. I decided <laughs> that I was going to have me a, my, my delivery delivered. And so, you know, McDonald's delivers. My delivery driver wanted to battle it out with me about bringing this delivery. And when I'm talking to you, like, I was actually down the stairs and they wanted me to come outside. And I was like, now we're getting too far away from the goals here. And, you know, we just talked last week about all of this. So the fact that I even said to myself, you know, I should just stay inside. But, you know, I'm going to go down. I, I go downstairs, you know, take me a little trip. I'm going to wait on the first floor. The lady driver literally would not get out of her car she said that there was no parking i was like ma'am i'm literally right here in the lobby you just have to bring it up the stairs to me she was like i can't do that and i was like all right well i'm just gonna go back upstairs and you can take the food back (laughs) so i did not get to enjoy my high c orange this morning so when you mentioned that earlier i thought about wow i almost had my high c orange when i had the munchies earlier and ordered my mickey d's because i battled that with my delivery driver delivery driver spilled all in her purse i hope it got all over her motherfucking electronics and phone I was so mad to the point where she texted. Nope. She was like, "She was very happily drinking it on her way to the next she delivery." Could, listen, right. she could have it at that point because I was sitting there thinking, "I was like, all right, because um, customer service called me. They were like, your delivery driver said they're trying to give you your food.'" And I was like, "Yeah, she's actually not, and you can actually cancel my order and tell her to keep it." Because at this point, I feel like she did something to it. Like she right, literally been chilling right. for fifteen minutes, and she could have just came up the stairs. I, we can, she can have it. We're done. So that was my story. Not a comment from you guys. I'm so sorry for all you out there listening. I just had to vent and rant right quick. Fran, what did you find out there, hopefully, in those SoundCloud streets? Actually, funny enough, uh, one of our listeners, wish I had your name, so sorry that I don't. She messaged me and was like, girl, you bold arguing with that guy, the one that was like, I ain't even gonna hold you. (laughs) Uh Uh, Because she said, what if he spit in my food? And I'm like, listen, you're right. (laughs) There may be a possibility (laughs) <laughs> that he could have tampered with it on the way up. But I still wasn't going downstairs. <laughs> Not sorry. going. Period. And they have all those stickers and shit now, too. Like and tape, over, yeah. yeah. Right. The one that I... Because they, they probably know what's going on. And so they right. my food was actually taped, and you could tell if it was mm-hmm. tampered with. Now, a drink is a little different, because they can just lift the lid, and you're asked out. But uh, I wasn't too worried about the food. But yes, a lot of you were like, girl, I would not play that. You got to argue later. And someone did say also that the tip isn't shown until after the delivery is ordered, which is why It depends why on they... what you use. Oh, oh, for them, for them, for them. Yeah, yeah. The for dri- the drivers. Uh, drivers. Yeah, 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 Right. Yeah. They were saying that um, 
that's probably why some of them won't, won't make the extra effort if we no did excuse. tip extra because they might not even see that until after. Well, if, they, if just like whoever told you that that's how it works, guess who else knows that that's how it works? Them goddamn drivers because every order they get, they has a blind tip then. So they should know that right. there's a the, the room there for the person to be a good tipper right. before you show your ass. So. <laughs> right. You miss us with them excuses, and that goes for your household and mine. Okay? <laughs> so, I, I don't know why you. I want that to be a show or something. I just, he, what, your line household that. and mine, and that goes yeah. for your household and, and mine. Like, so <laughs> nah, because you know that's black shit. That's A A V E. You know, sometimes when you gotta when you gotta go off and make your point, you know, you have to you gotta you know get the end word of that sentence sometimes. <laughs> your household and mines. Okay. On SoundCloud, yes, Dre21 said Zoom bombing is so real, which actually made me laugh cuz I don't know why this is so funny to me. During <laughs> during the first quarantine, my medical school held many wellness events for students via Zoom. Suffice it to say, during the yoga session, we were Zoom bombed. These random ass people joined the session and started roasting. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine? Oh, man, I hope they told us some oh. of the jokes. You can't tell us that and then not tell us what the people were saying. What they said? Oh shit! Uh, she said, "Imagine being body shamed at a wellness event." Okay, well that's different. Oh, damn, that's no. different. That's fucked up. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna say what damn. face the guys are making. So yeah, no. that is very terrible, but. Zoom bombing is so funny to me. I can't get over it. It's funny because the... it hasn't happened to you, friend. You're right. Because if it happened during a funeral, I probably low key Listen, I would have laughed, yo. but I would have been like, "This is terrible." Because it, there's nothing you can do about it, and you know that, so you have you can't beat them. Join them. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just gotta. You gotta roast them. back. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. You gotta get their ass Justin up off you. Justin would have gotten up, gone up to the laptop and started roasting. Them, it, but... I would it looked like I was in one of them fish eye lenses because I would have had my face right up on the camera. You hear me? Dustin, what about you? What'd you find in the Twitter streets? Alright, so first of all, I have to give a shout out to Raven the Science Maven. Um there's two other words in her <laughs> name, so but cute. I don't want to mispronounce her name. I believe it's Tien Tumbao. But I don't know if I'm oh, pronouncing Tiene it right. Oh, Tiene Tumbao. That's a Celia yeah. Cruz song. Tiene Tumbao. Then that's, that's it. Hey, I said it right. All you right. You did. Come through. <laughs> anyway, so she's an award-winning molecular scientist, educator, Ooh. and rapper, right? Ooh. She also, um, yeah, she, yeah. Anyway, that's who she is. So... <laughs> She tweeted, and y'all, I'm telling you, this changed my life, right? I told you she's a science, a real literal like molecular scientist, right? So she tweeted, it's my job as a scientist. First of all, let me tell you how I found this. So I saw a tweet that said, Carisha Brownlee, PhD, <laughs> right? And I'm like, why would somebody say Young Miami had a PhD or whatever? <laughs> so, of course, you know what I'm saying? I went to the tweet or whatever, and I want to give a shout-out to the author of that tweet before I go any further, because it matters. 
Like, uh, I am dead thinking about you reading that name and really wondering. Yeah. Okay, so shout out to Sir Michael King, at Sir Michael King, uh, who tweeted Carisha Brownlee, comma, PhD. And he had quoted this tweet from Raven, the science maven. So I'm like, let me read this. She said, it's my job as a scientist and rapper to let you know that when Young Miami said, quote, pneumonia pink diamonds got the corona on the said some remix the money bag yo said some remix again the quote was pneumonia pink diamonds got the corona that's the that's the line right then she continues to tweet she says she and she is scientifically accurate in describing that pneumonia is pink when cultured in the lab on wow. top of that her jewelry is sick and she accompanied she accompanied the tweet with a picture of uh, pneumonia actually being cultured in the lab to show the color pink that it is and a picture of young Miami. That's genius. <laughs> yeah. So, Carisha Brownlee, PhD. So, I went to... So, once I saw that tweet, I'm like, okay, this lady is obviously like a genius. So Bridging all the gaps. Right. So, I'm like, let me go to some of her other tweets. She continued... Also, she prefaced this lyric, lyric saying, quote, follow the drip, my jewelry sick, Period. Post-nasal drip can often be a symptom of a respiratory illness, and she follows up by naming two respiratory illnesses. So, Carisha, like, like to hear her bars <laughs> being broken down and, and, and um, interpreted by, an by actual, actual science. molecular scientist. Like, wow. right? This is incredible. So, shout out to Raven the Science Maven. She literally made That's my so day. Tight. I have never, you know, and so, Carisha... Shout out to Young Miami, PhD. <laughs> wow. PhD. Mensa. She's in Mensa. <laughs> Are y'all ready to jump into this week's conversation? Yes. I think so. It's going to be good. I'm glad y'all. So y'all both watched Fake Famous. Did. I did. Did. I did. And I I'm hoping did. all of you listening did as well. If not, they're going to be spoilers. So press pause now and go watch it. Or just I mean, join us spoilers. in the conversation. Because we spoiling the hell right. out of this. Yeah, because, I mean, we're going to talk about it. So do what you got to do. But I will jump right in. So former New York Times and Vanity Fair tech reporter Nick Bilton designed and documented a year-long social experiment where him and his team critically, quote-unquote, <laughs> examined <laughs> the multi-billion dollar influencer industry. To do this, he put out a casting call in Los Angeles with one simple question. Do you want to be famous? And according to the New York Post, and they also mentioned it somewhere in the documentary, 5,000 people responded. That was the first wow. lie they told. You said that was what? The first lie they told him. The whole, <laughs> the whole thing was full of lies. You and think? That was, and that, it was. And that was the first lie they told. Anybody that can buy bots and all of that to come up with some That's data, true, right? I That's don't very believe 5,000 people. In the day and age of trafficking and all this stuff, why would you respond to an ad that said, do you want to be, I got one question, do you want to be famous? You mean to tell me 5,000 dummies was like, oh yeah, take me, here I am. I hate um, to say it, I but believe I believe him. I was surprised it wasn't more honestly. This is LA. Literally, right. when they were doing the auditions, I'd say three out of five people said I model and I act. Like, yes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that is the culture of Los Angeles. Uh, mm -hmm. So, Bilton said his goal with this documentary was to turn 
three 20-somethings from different walks of life Turn them out. to see how becoming bona fide Instagram superstars would work out for them. <laughs> I'm just, this is a lot. Bilton told the New York Post, we wanted to show that just anyone, really anyone could do it. It's just a number game and that's it. The reason he got inspired to do this was because he read that kids in America want to be influencers more than any other career. Remember when you were younger, people would ask, what do you want to be with you when you grow up? Normally, the answers were like a lawyer, a, a doctor, a pediatrician, teacher. a veterinarian, an mm -hmm. astronaut, right? A mm -hmm. teacher. But now it's an influencer. <laughs> and he... <laughs> apparently is not feeling that so for him this project was about exposing the lies internet personalities tell to make <laughs> it online shedding light on the darker side of the industry and i quoted that directly from an article with him on the new york post okay so so let's talk about the three people that he decided on mm, shall we <laughs> He chose an aspiring actress from Miami who moved to LA to pursue acting by the name very of forgettable, very forgettable, <laughs> very plain of Dominique Druckmann, who starting out only had 1,137 followers. And by the end of this, she had 250,000 mm -hmm. followers. That is quite the growth. Mm -hmm. Then we also had Chris Bailey, who mm -hmm. was the fashion designer who moved to LA from Arizona. Remember him? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> so can we can yeah. we just take a can we take a moment before we do that? Can we just take Absolutely. a moment for each of them because I have so much that just needs to come out now, right? Like we started mm -hmm. with Dominique. <clears throat> This. Well, let me just say who the third person was, okay, and, okay, then, okay, okay. and then okay, we can okay. go into each one. And then the last person he chose is Wiley Heiner, who really, this, okay, this part made me laugh. I wonder if y'all laughed at this. Who relocated from Atlanta right. in pursuit no of a livelier gay community. And that really opened my eyes. To the fact that it must be two different worlds for gay white I men. I ain't even gonna say nothing. You know, I literally did the love and hip hop quote. I said it must be two Atlantas. Huh. Must Three, be two um, Atlantas. For sure. And let's be clear, there is a very vibrant and thriving white gay scene in Atlanta. I would have thought thriving. I mean, that kind of confused me. Hi, I can tell you what it means. Whenever somebody says they're from Atlanta and then says some shit that does not make sense, it means that they're from like Macon or something, Outside, like somewhere on the right? Yeah, like Augusta on or the something. So, like, what are you doing, Wiley? And then he didn't. Yeah, sorry. What are you doing, Wiley? Continue, right. friend. And I had the nerve to complain about that haircut. Have you seen yourself lately? <laughs> this is an improvement. So he I'm picked, sorry, go ahead. He picked these three people who he claimed were unassuming, which I thought was such an insult. Imagine someone calling you that. Um, during the auditions, though, people came in and were hula hooping, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. praise Making dancing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dancing Basically. salsa. There was a, a young woman who sang opera. Then they had them do this thing where they were like, take selfies of yourself. And then they showed how they take selfies. They asked them, why do you want to do this? And people were like, I want to be the change that the yeah, world okay. needs to see and all the other Tumblr quotes that we love. I want to show um, that people like me exist. It's like, okay, right. girl, 
Like like what? <laughs> but what they all had in common was they all had big dreams of being famous. Big dreams and of nothing. <laughs> with <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's the thing. Let's jump into the three people now that they okay. did pick out of all of this. So let's start with Dominique Drunk. Mm. I was gonna call her Drunkman. Mm. Drunkman. Might as well. <laughs> she was lit the whole damn thing. And she was lying anyway because the more and more opportunities started opening up for her, you could see that sparkle in her eye. She really did just want the attention and the free things. And Absolutely. And listen, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with that if it's really what you want. Yes, if all is. you want is stuff and fame <laughs> yes, and is, attention, Frank. then do your thing. I, you know, that's why I felt like she was the most moldable of all of them. Um, I think mm. Chris in the in the documentary called her a piece of clay. Like he yeah. was like, she mm-hmm. was a, a piece of clay. Like you could literally do what you wanted and she was down. She was... She came in with the fame by any means necessary. So when they gave her the opportunity to change her hair, uh, they were designing a lot of really the, the fake... The top model makeovers. Right, the top model makeovers mm-hmm. that somehow makes you look worse. I don't know. Uh, right. Then she, they were creating fake photo shoots to kind of give her like a high-end mm-hmm. lifestyle. So they mm-hmm. took like a... The, remember, it was a toilet bowl. Yeah, yeah. And, t- and put it up on a television screen. It looked like she was on the airplane. It looked traveling. like she was on the airplane. There's that the room seat. that people in LA, mainly for films, reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of influencers rent the room as well because it mimics the inside of a private jet. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have seen influencers' spots be blown when they post from that place because at this point, everybody knows about it. And it's like, girl, get out of that room. <laughs> so, like, for real. But it's common. That is something that a lot of people do. They did show one young lady who wrote that she was in Bali, but she was actually in a tub in Ikea. Yeah. And decorated. That shit was hilarious. I mean, hey, you got to give it to people for the creativity. She was being real about it on Instagram, like bragging about that shit. (laughs) Right. So how did you guys feel about Dominique Druckmann as the first pick out of 5,000 applicants? It just literally was plug and play for me. Um, very much, you know, watch whiteness work. Um, I saw right. her, you know, even like on that influencer. I don't want to jump ahead of your, you know, no, no, no. wherever you need to take your it, go path. Ahead. But I noticed when they went on that influencer trip to uh, Vegas, I think it was. Mm-hmm. There was one black girl, and she, um, her features As were a usual. bit more ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so seeing this girl kind of just plug and play, and literally be able to mimic a formula that she saw these other people around her um, executing. For, for her, for it literally to just watch the plan work was a bit um, off-putting for me because there right. was no challenge. And I guess because of my personal experience, I'm so accustomed to there being challenges or hindrances to success or to just a clear path to see this girl literally just say, oh, you know what? I'm finna do that. And, oh, that's what they doing. And the we world was event, her so oyster. Literally. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And she was so nondescript. Right. I just could not believe, you know, that this literally average and i'm not judging her looks i'm just saying like there was nothing outstanding about her her talents that she displayed in this i don't know if she's talented otherwise in life but in this piece there was nothing displayed that made her like noteworthy or exceptional stand out very vanilla paint dry chevrolet you know just like it just was nothing 
exciting about her. And so watching her literally, because that really happened for her. She had the increase of engagement. She's yeah. reaping the benefits. I went she's to her working. page yesterday and she's at um, almost 400,000 followers yeah, now. Yeah, she's wow. working. And I'm not hating, but it just was like, wow, to see it just so simply lay out for her was, it was um, a reminder of sorts. I was just yeah, and I, and I love that you're saying that because... Uh, I do feel that white women influencers have a very easeful <laughs> trajectory. Obviously, I'm not going to make a blanket statement. No. There are people that have their challenges, and we know that. But for the like most honey part... Like Honey Boo Boo them. <laughs> <laughs> Mama June! <laughs> you are so ridiculous. <laughs> shit, even Mama June out here living better than Mama me. Mama June, hell yeah. She didn't got knife the fuck. I said, if it's ever been somebody that got went under, over, and around the knife... <laughs> She done had every fucking surgery you could have. Hey, you know, but I, but uh, it was hard to see. I agree, but also yeah. not surprising. I would have loved to have seen him pick a black woman mm-hmm. because yeah, to let's me, see what you can do with that, Mister Magic Hands. Since you got you. your fucking degrees <laughs> and you know everything, I would like to see what he could do. I, with a now black that woman. to me would have been the real story because a white woman thriving is like preaching to the fucking choir. Put a mm-hmm. dark-skinned black woman and make her a bona fide Instagram star. And now we're talking because then we're going to see the real. Uh, he's talking about the dark side of the industry. That was not the dark side of the industry, no, what we not. witnessed at not all. At all. People buying bots and having different emotional challenges with it is not the dark side of the industry. The uh, We touched on it last week the challenges that we face as black creatives. And I'm going to be real here. I am one of the quote unquote ambiguous black girls that Mm -hmm. does get hired because I'm the safe black Mm -hmm. girl. And when I first started in this industry, I didn't know that I was just like, Oh, cool. You know, I'll be the only black girl once again, because that kind of was my life, even in schooling and just in different realms. But then, you know, you start to kind of smarten up as you as you're in this business. Like, oh, OK, now I see the play at hand. You know what I yeah, mean? Which is exactly why you just um, executed that brilliant campaign with Ritz Crackers that's coming out soon. And you you, you, you mastered how to take take ownership of your existence. Of within narrative. Spaces. Exactly. Yeah. And not only that, to show even further, you'll see at the top of that commercial, I purposely put a brown woman to open the commercial with her natural hair, her beautiful skin. Cause I was like, when we finally get the opportunities to uh, narrate and produce and create the content the way we want, I'm going to not only put money in my community's pocket, which is what I did. Cause it was like, you know, we had extras on set. We had yeah, the production team. It was a crew that all ate off of me getting that campaign. So that's number one. But number two, you also have to be mindful of what you're putting out, you know, as far as like who you're giving opportunities to. That's something that I've had to learn too through being in this and being accountable for my skin, giving me more opportunities than other women in my community. So that's number one. So I would have loved to see that, you know, Mm -hmm. but I also can't expect a white man (laughs) to be thinking about these things. I can't, I should not be surprised, but it would have been awesome because there were a lot of black women that we saw in the auditions 
So I don't know why they weren't picked. And 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 hey, this is a great thing that this kicked open the door to a view to this type of work in this way and the study Absolutely. of how it works because now the conversation can evolve and grow <laughs> to um, a, a deeper dive that takes a look at race and the way that that affects right. how the this uh, marketplace is and class and, and class. And class, class especially, how this marketplace is experienced. So it's a good thing that, you know, this started the conversation. I'm just saying, with my now these are my eyes, right? <laughs> no, but eyes. I, I think you touched saying, on... I'm just saying, this is what I saw. You, you touched know? on the blind spots. I think that's perfect because even the class aspect... There are a lot of influencers of all races that have money and that's Mm -hmm. already automatically going to put them in a different position. Because Mm -hmm. if, you know, I'm in the projects trying to find a fucking clean wall to film in front of because, Mm -hmm. you know, how project walls have ridges and cracks Mm -hmm. and probably Mm -hmm. a roach you kill that the legs are still on the wall kind of. (laughs) Mm-hmm. everybody been there so you're trying to find a good wall you're trying to find something that don't sound crazy because somebody fighting upstairs that's gonna be hard to go up against the girl who's living in uh beverly hills and has a sick ass fucking crib with the you know shoes from that season and she's on youtube killing it because she's already a star before the cameras even started rolling and she had the money to get the best camera she had the money to get a production company to come film it meanwhile you're watching youtube tutorials trying to figure out how to edit (laughs) trying to figure out how do i insert music into this video you know you're going up against people that have full staff making them appear like stars and so those are all the elements that like you said i think we're missing the class the race Mm -hmm. the gender like you know i think he kept it in a very superficial level Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but you know there could be spinoffs there could be more you know that could be created but i do think it was a very superficial look that's why i said quote unquote critically Mm -hmm. when he said he was critically looking into it i was like hmm I feel like that word uh, was used lightly. Asante, what were your thoughts on Dominique or just any other any other I mean, thing that we touched on? You know, the guy that did this whole documentary, like he was like a CNN dude defending fucking social media. And, you know, social media is where, I mean, everybody can capitalize, but, you know, white people still the ones capitalizing. So when I first saw Dominique <laughs> right. or when she was first even chosen and discussed, like, I'm going to actually parlay her into Wiley, too, so we can stop talking about Dominique's ass or stop focusing so much on her. But Dominique, <laughs> like, you see her working her uh, her job at Athleta or um, Lululemon or wherever the fuck she was, and she's being depressed. So they're showing you that, oh, yeah, we're going to take an ordinary, basic white girl and show you how she could become a star. And it was like, we already know that's a thing. And it's kind of to what everybody's been saying. It's like, we see all these white girls come up literally out of nowhere. Like, you never see... A black person just kind of come up out of nowhere and be like, damn, who's that? It's always somebody that's been kind of working for a long time. And not to say that these white people don't work, but it's always just some random child. Like, how the fuck and why am I supposed to know what a JoJo uh, (laughs) is? Or like, why? So then I'm watching this shit where it's like, okay, they chose a basic ass white girl. Like, you had all these people. And then she didn't even seem like she was hungry for fame. She just seemed like, yeah, that would be cute. Cool. So I was kind of confused (laughs) as to why they didn't pick someone that was like, I don't know, at least kind of, 
you know, let's say they didn't want to be famous, but they were at least kind of charming. So it's like, oh, this would be cool. Or let, let's say they picked somebody that really wanted to be famous that wasn't necessarily like your first pick. It would have been cool to see them play around with the formula a little bit. But, you know, because mm-hmm. it was this, you know, white man from CNN defending social media, of course, him and whoever was on his team just took it back to, you know, the basics. But moving on to Wiley's not not from Atlanta ass. He was another <laughs> one. I was like, why did they choose him? Like this nigga has a full time job being an assistant with his two phones driving this big truck. Like, he don't have time to post on social media. He's, he already told us his story. He's a scroller. Like, he's not a poster. So why did they choose this person that's an assistant who don't want to take off his clothes, who is trying to, you know, has to take time off from the shoot to talk to his boss? I was just so confused why they chose some <laughs> of these people. So, like... Yeah. The, so that's my parlay into Wiley's ass. So y'all can have Wiley because he's not from Atlanta. I don't believe it. I need a receipt. A receipt. This is the friend zone. Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Now, Wiley, Wiley was interesting to me because he just seemed very insecure. And I'm mm-hmm. and I and obviously a lot of us battle insecurities of varying mm-hmm. degrees. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to put that on him. We all battle with it. Yeah. But to hear him uh, saying like, oh, you know, this just seems like the thing to do and the thing to be, you know, it's, he seemed very misguided and mm-hmm. kind of directionless, Brainless. which they're also in their early 20s like hello i mean most of us yeah yeah yeah, which we have to take into account these are young people that are coming into themselves and social media is extremely um popular and it's a lot of pressure you know and everybody's seeing this lavish (sighs) lifestyle and i can imagine in, in my early 20s i could see how i may have been impressionable in that sense too you know, For so sure. we have to be mindful of that. But it was sad to hear him, especially me being 38, that I am like older and, and have been in this industry for so long mm-hmm. to hear him think that this is going to give him something that I know at this age, mm-hmm. it's not going to give him. It yeah, doesn't but... give you purpose. It doesn't make you feel like you're changing the world. It doesn't do any of that because you have to feel that way first to even receive any of that from this world you know like it doesn't give you that it's similar to when we were talking about claude and chuck when we had our had them on the show like what happens i think the episode was called what happens to a dream achieved Mm -hmm. when claude and chuck hit their goal in their mid-20s and it was like whoa like now what but also why do I not feel fulfilled, fulfilled in the ways that I thought I would? Yeah. In the ways that I thought achieving this shit was going to make me feel. And I think that that is the the gitcha gotcha <laughs> of all of this is that you're 
looking for something that actually has nothing to do with any of this. That's why I really appreciated Justine Bateman. Did y'all see mm-hmm. her on there? Well, question. Uh-huh. Is she related to the actor, to Jason yeah, Bateman? Yeah, I think she they're siblings. Just, I was right. like, this has got to be his sister. Go ahead. <laughs> Literally the same face, even their voice. Uh, but Jason I did Bateman appreciate... <laughs> I did appreciate one thing she said when she said uh, what you're looking for is to be loved. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's the bottom line. And I think that that's a lot of the questions I started asking myself, even about fame, about hyper visibility, about being in these platforms. It's like, what am I doing this for exactly? What's my end goal? And a lot of my end goal for me was freedom. Like, mm-hmm. I will create all these things because I'm a genuine creator and I love it. I love coming up with ideas. I love watering them and watching them blossom. But there's also the part of me that just wants to be free. There's a part of me that being in this, uh, being um, someone who was in poverty in this system, how it's been created, I knew that I had to make money, break through and buy my time back so that I could live free. And that's sad because yeah, right it's the him. game you have to play in this fucking rat race. It's like I have to buy my time. That's some slave shit. Yep. <laughs> like I have to buy my freedom papers and it sucks, Ooh. but it's the game we're in. And that's literally the only reason I do a lot of this shit so that I could be home in my mm-hmm. fucking garden next year if I feel mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. It's really not about people being like, oh, shit. You did that. You're at the top. I don't care about the top. I don't care if I'm the best. I have nothing to prove. My life has completely shifted once I realized I have nothing to prove, but I am buying my time. And once I I face that, it changes how you approach this because I am not in the fight with a competition of like who needs to be doing what so they know I'm the best at this. Like I really don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna get my check, create my fun shit, create stuff I love, and get the fuck out of here when I can, as soon as I can. And I think hearing him thinking that this was gonna fulfill him with like the purpose and love, and I'm like, oh, I wanted to hug him Sweetheart. and be like, I'm so yeah, sorry to tell he you. Was dumb. No, but it's just you don't know. You don't know that. You know, people don't know that these things don't give you that. You make money. I will never say, Oh, making this kind of money has not brought me happiness. That's a damn lie. Because living how I want to live, eating how I want to eat, traveling how I want to travel, being able to experience things, not being worried about if rent's going to be paid next month or where it's coming from. Like all those uh, emotional insecurities that poverty does. Not having that has changed my stress levels. It, and that changes your health and changing your health allows you to think clear. Thinking clear allows you to live a life that's closer to who you want to be closer to freedom. Wow. Like it's all tied into each other. So I will never be that person to tell you money hasn't changed my life. It has absolutely changed my life. My nervous system is different because mm-hmm. I'm not worried about where money's coming from for at mm-hmm. least a couple years. And that's a blessing. So don't ever listen to that shit. But I do agree that it's not everything. Right. You can still be in your bed sad as fuck with six figures in your savings. Yeah. Trust and believe. <laughs> like It ain't going to change your emotional makeup. You still yeah. have to meet life halfway. But being older, seeing these younger 20-somethings thinking that was uh, 
disheartening because I know that that's what a lot of up and coming influencers and people watching influencers think about this industry. How about Chris Bailey? What did you guys think of the only black dude to come on? What did, uh, I, I Dustin, did you before, have something to say about Wiley? Yeah, before we transition <laughs> to Chris Bailey, I just want to touch on Wiley for just a brief moment. <laughs> yes, please, please, I'm man. interested to hear your thoughts. Please. I thought that he, of all the people that were profiled in this piece, I thought he had the most appropriate first name, Wiley. Because the entire time that I was watching him on screen, I kept asking myself, why? Why is he here? Why are we profiling him? He, there was no one that was less interested in oh, the process, yes. less interested in participating. He wanted nothing but to reap the benefits. He pretended to not want to be shirtless in those photos. He eagerly gave a little shoulder when you they asked he for pretended it. To? You know, yeah, he was such a fraud. A little, um, a little etched ab, if yeah, you a little will. etching of the abs, and then, then. On top of everything else, when the when the heat, if you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. He got out the kitchen. As soon as he got one <laughs> message, just was, one, you know, a bit intrusive, you know, and, and maybe asking a, a bit more than they were entitled to know, he folded. The minute he got one message like, well, yo, yo, shit, your thighs don't match, essentially. You know how people get their butt done, but the thighs don't match. That's how, you know, they got a fake butt. Basically, like, the first time somebody told him, like, your thighs don't match, he shut his whole thing down. Like, what's wrong with you? And did not want to engage at that point. It just showed a sign of weakness for someone who was so sure that they, they he was so sure that he was unsure that he mm -hmm. latched himself onto this. And so where was that confidence? You know what I mean? Where was the confidence that you had to basically, because that job that he had on the phone with that boss, he's going back to that job after this oh. documentary, right? <laughs> so there was a confidence that it took to even put that up front because their boss is going to see this. Somebody's going to mm -hmm. know that, that that's a, you were saying that the person I work for is like this. And you going you heard back the to boss is a gay too. You know he watching. You've abandoned <laughs> this. I just, you know, like I said, the recurring thought was why. So I felt like he had a very appropriate You are hilarious. But you. I will say I appreciated Wiley's character. You know why? Because I think I do agree with you. You know, in the beginning, it was like, why are you here? But I did appreciate <laughs> that in the end, he realized I actually don't want to do this shit because mm -hmm. he ended up getting a new job. Mm -hmm. His life started changing. And what he realized was he just was so unhappy in his circumstance that this was like a form of escapism from that discomfort as opposed to like actually facing the discomfort and being like, what are some things that I can change or work through or shift or modify to give me a life that feels closer to what I'm looking for. But he was just scrolling on IG for six hours a day, so which most of us do. Translation. So he wasted all of our time and that's okay. I, don't I think, think it so. is well, because well, in the because end, he was wasting his time. That's exactly. the lesson he learned. Not if he got that new job. Not if he got that new job. But that's the point. He had to go through this to figure out he needed that new damn job because he was at his old job and instead miserable. of miserable. You know, and then whenever he would feel miserable, instead of going to look for a new I job, he would just start scrolling. I got, I got gays <laughs> for Trump vibes. And I, I think I got about gays it. For Trump that's vibes. Yes, that's Not yes. gays for Trump. I mean, yes. I, I yes. don't uh -huh. disagree with I you there. I got gays for Trump vibes. But think so about it. So I'm going to give him the hits for the rest of that conversation. Uh, 
Okay, he can <laughs> he can talk to the hand. I don't, I, ain't, I I ain't with Wiley. No, but think about it, and and I can, I'm speaking for myself, but wondering if y'all uh, can can okay. relate. When your life is feeling worse, do you not find yourself spending more time online? No. No? Do you uh, find the, only, your... the only time I spend online when my life is going bad is listening to sad ass music on <laughs> YouTube and Apple Music and shit and Spotify. That's where I be at online. I'm not engaging to see what the rest of some people who are getting on my nerves anyway are doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm. Well, see, per- that's, but that's what just I said. me. I'm the opposite. And like, that's why know. I said I'll speak for myself and see if you guys can relate. Because I notice if I'm on Twitter a lot. Uh, I'm not really an Instagram person. I'm on there here and there. Twitter, I mm-hmm, think, is probably mm-hmm. my favorite. If I'm on there a lot, mm-hmm. it's usually because I'm escaping something. Okay. Mm. When I'm okay and I'm like sleeping well, you know, eating well, on my shit, my work is making me happy. I'm creating, you know what? The month of February. This has been a hard month for me because my schedule is very tight. No, I'm <laughs> no, my schedule is very tight. You know, I lost my grandmother. Uh, excuse yes, me, not lost. Yes. She transitioned. She's still in my life. Um, but I, those things kept me so fulfilled and so present and so focused and just in a different space that I honestly didn't have time or even felt called. I didn't really feel called to be on Twitter like that because like Dustin said, ain't nobody talking about nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm only down to talk about nothing when nothing's going on. (laughs) Like that's the correlation for me. So I, that's why I liked Wiley's story because he realized it was his life feeling so fucking whack that made him want to do this in the first place. And mm-hmm. once life felt good, he was like, I actually don't need this. Social media can be fun for me, but I'm not going to take it as seriously as I did yeah. before. I'm not going right. to I'm not going to allow the validation of even that stranger who called him out and and literally stressed him out so bad he like didn't even want to do this shit no more. Read him, read him down to the ground and then DMs <laughs> like that. Talking about <laughs> I'm watching, which was really <laughs> creepy. Like, but what killed bro, me was what? how he how he was how he Wiley responded talking about relax, honey. Like talk, it was right, for, right. Like Gays Wiley, for Trump. You, what I tell you. <laughs> meanwhile, it was Very probably much uh, gays for Trump. It was probably his <laughs> boss's husband that sent him that talking about. Uh, you know he's not really out sick. You know, he's doing a show (laughs) i think i think you're making a great point friend and i think that is an accurate take on on wiley's pov right Um, i don't like the motherfucker no that's fine (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i just you know i think you're right i know you're right show you're right Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) i just don't give a damn fuck wiley go ahead now who's the third one chris correct and then chris because i think you know dominique showed the the fame by any means necessary uh, Wiley showed the I'm actually longing for a better life but I think fake. I'm gonna find it through this mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we have Chris who was the uh, f- the fashion designer who moved from Arizona to LA because he knew that he would have more eyes on his work and more opportunity once he came in he was like this is nuts like he Mm -hmm. was not feeling all the bots and the Mm -hmm. fake comments when he started reading the comments which blew my mind hilarious because the comments seem so legit and i was Mm -hmm. like i know the people buy followers i know the people buy likes and i know that people buy comments but you can usually tell you can always tell you can usually tell because the person will have 
800,000 followers and, and 103 likes and 103 likes and the two comments will be like they're homies from around the way there's mm -hmm. no actual fan base there's no like international engagement like when well, you're her thighs out here, don't match <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when you're out here you have people from around the world commenting you know it's like it's different it hits different <sighs> and so it's very easy to tell that's why like i never fully understood why people do it but i, don't, I personally uh, you, don't understand you know what I, after watching that is it that easy to tell that they're fake because i mean well yeah, yeah. some of those bots were obvious but then you kind of saw well i was kind of in my mind seeing this process that like because like none of us are, have been interested in buying fucking bots but in my mind i was like right. this is like a real industry like when he yeah, said that he was getting ripped ecosystem. off by some 14 year old in egypt i'm like so there obviously is going to be some people that will leave better comment bots than others because some right. of those comments I thought, did seem, I thought chris's were good though yeah mm. for the most part his comments seemed pretty okay yeah, and then there was like the one or two that was like me. all right you know this shit is fake so in my mind i was like <laughs> is it the quality of like whoever's uh code of bot that you buy like because they need the a that they need a black buy, one they need a black bot comment one no nah, nah, i ain't know but the <laughs> fact that you had to buy likes and then you had to buy engagement too like it was like yeah they'll like the post but you gotta buy a different one for the comments too or a different one for the follows i was like there's tears to this bullshit and Bro. people do it i want to do the people that do it know that or do they just, I just find the person it. buy it i understand it because people have um they have attributed certain levels of success to a number system. It's the and, absolute you know, truth. And I get that, but there are things that accompany your growth that you can tangibly see. You can, you can ascertain about a person or an entity based on where they're at as far as their growth. You can tell. Right. When you have the things that come along, the opportunities that come along, when you have a plan and you have the opportunities that come along with with a high level of visibility you have had certain experiences that legitimize your craft in ways that are tangible and you can literally see and feel um if if having a high follower count is something that's going to be beneficial to you it's because of the engagement with the audience which you'll be able to see in the way that they respond to services you offer or to things that you share with them mm -hmm. when you connect with people they feel something so you make them feel things and through the feeling through the feelings that you cause in others they are moved to then engage with you in other ways which may look like offering you new opportunities right. that advance you so you can see growth in a in a story essentially mm -hmm. you know when it happens organically or the right way so when you buy those followers when you buy those bots and your page looks ashy you have a high <laughs> number of followers no engagement the quality of the content is la is is poor you know what I mean? That you can tell that there is an imbalance there, and you can almost almost automatically identify it as fake followers. It's and empty. for what? Like that's this, just that's the lamest shit, shit in the world. And the pressure. You think about it. You can't post and just like let it be. You have to literally right. post and then be on it. Like the you know how many likes do I have to buy how many comments da, da, da. it's like for every post you're keeping this economy this bot economy fueled because you have to continue to buy it every fucking time and that's crazy to me like i feel like that alone would 
burned me out. But That's you why that under- little boy was tearing his ass up. Where was that little boy at that was uh, that he was arguing with? Remember, he was he oh. thought the little boy was selling him fake bots, <laughs> but the little boy was get, gooping his ass every time. It was Good. like a thirteen year old little boy. That's why they tearing your ass up like that because you shouldn't have been over there in the first damn place. I don't, I don't I don't like it. I don't listen. I love them as people, but I don't agree with the bots lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> This was showing me, like, because of the, all the talk of the bots, I was sitting there thinking, like, what the fuck and why? But this was showing me, especially when they kind of, towards the end, were saying that this industry helps, or it's not regulated because it does nothing but help uh, Instagram and Twitter. Right. So my mind, Everybody eats. So in my mind, I was wondering to myself, at what point when creating this social media, or I guess when the social media, you know, site hit, because, you know, let's say you, you build an app and, you know, you're going to put ads on it and get your Google AdSense dollars, but then it gets high engagement and you just get, you know, money for traffic, whatever. At what point did they realize that, like, whether it be Instagram or Twitter, that this fake follower shit is going to be like lucrative? Because in my mind, I'm like, was there an exec somewhere there that was that started selling this shit on the low? And then from there, like niggas figured out the code. <laughs> and then from there, Twitter was like, well, everyone's going to be on the website anyway. So keep it going. Like, I wondered how this trickled down and who was able to recognize it and say, I'm going to keep capitalizing, you know, in whatever role they decide to stay in, whether it be bot maker or exec that decides that they're not going to do anything against the bot makers because it keeps all the niggas on their site, even though they're bots. Like, I just could yeah. not stop wrapping my head around all of those things when they towards the, when they got towards the end of the movie. I was like, this is crazy. There are a lot and of... And that was eye-opening, the yes. bot economy conversation mm-hmm. that you're bringing up because they were saying, for those who, who may not have caught it, you know, the reason that Instagram and Twitter and all the social media platforms we use don't necessarily clear out all of these bots and essentially expose everyone. Because um, sometimes they do, but it's like here and there and it'll, mm-hmm. they'll clear out like, you know, a couple thousand, whatever. But it's because it does soup up the numbers to make it seem like these platforms have a lot more people than they actually do. So that's how the platforms are eating when they have to do those decks and presentations to get more money from investors. Like this is actually very helpful to them. And then, of course, the actual companies creating the bots get to eat because you're, they said they make up to $20 million a year doing this that's crazy imagine that little 13 year old kid that was gooping him hey. being a, a multi-millionaire off of creating bots because he's probably just a smart as hell ass kid who understands the tech and created an app it's probably not even an app that has to be all fancy schmancy just pay your money you get ten thousand followers and that's as much as the app does you and know they're it's caking not. out here right you know it's not only because it was crazy when they said um, they don't they need ran... a, a spruced up interface. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was crazy when they said they went to the you know verification site and it was verifying their fake ass bots. And so I was like, well, damn, are the fake bot makers the niggas that made the verification sites? Like, <laughs> right. like I was so pissed. Oh, I was yeah. Like... When he said that, he was like, either I'm good as hell at buying bots <laughs> right. or this software is a scam, too. I'm like, everything is a scam. And in the process, scam. read that girl down to the ground like, I guess she can't have no real engagement you know what i'm saying <laughs> they're like bitch you ain't got it like whatever the effect is you ain't got it so without our help you know we know this got to be a damn lie that's what and that was crazy because she ended up in the one percent right like mm-hmm. of, of famous people when you think about that you're like whoa and let me tell you these numbers fucking matter 
like I've mentioned before, I won't say the brand for legal reasons, but y'all can do the math. Uh, there was a brand that I traveled with and worked with <laughs> and um, and they paid me 10K, okay, mm-hmm. to post. So at the time, I think I had maybe, a, let's say, I'm just going to throw it out there, 140,000 followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A young lady who was on the campaign with me had 400,000 followers. She got paid 30,000 for this campaign. Mm-hmm. When she put up her image, 4,000 likes. Mm-hmm. When I put up my image, 20,000 likes. Mm-hmm. But you see how that gap between the money I made <laughs> and they didn't even offer me. They literally said this is the top of our budget. So the fact that she got 30, either she asked for it straight out or they offered it to her straight out uh, because she had 400,000. So, yes, it's extremely lucrative to have a higher follower count regardless because she only had like 10 comments. I had a thousand comments, 20,000 likes and made $20,000 less than the young lady. That happens to me all the time. Friend, all the time. When I do that kind of work. And, and I would much rather, I want it. I would just want the right side of both parts of that conversation. I want the big bag, and I want my engagement to reflect it. Right. And that's why I can command that sort of price. Exactly. Because that would be so embarrassing to me to have such a large follower. I don't even care about that shit anyway. I'm grateful for the follower for the audience. Oh, one thousand percent. Because they're real. So they're real yeah. people that are growing with you with every and, chapter and that's of your something brand. That just yeah, and it's just something that happened because of of me being consistent. You know, and it's happening, I should say, because of me being consistent with the work. And that's the part I'm most proud of. Mm -hmm. So I don't give a fuck about having a whole bunch of numbers and shit. That engagement and that the proof is in the pudding. And like you said, when you compare the way way that your post performed to the way that hers did, that would be so embarrassing to me if I were in her (laughs) shoes. Right. Like and to to have to show that because you have to, you know give that data over the to metrics. the partners. Yeah, you have exactly. to give that over. And that would be so embarrassing and I would be I would feel ashamed. I would feel bad for, you know, fleecing them like that. We so, we feel yeah, bad. Yeah. Most of those influencers don't Do have not. to feel bad cuz that's just the bag they're going to get regardless. So Check I highly, highly doubt she felt bad. You know, she's just used to this. Like she's the Dominique. She's just thriving and out here, moving like everything is just Broop, broop, right given to you and then we are the ones that are busting our butts you know but i do agree that it's it's i've always felt that brands had that fucked up i think it should be mm-hmm. based on engagement yeah mm-hmm. like what if i put out uh, an ad for your product why are you paying someone more because they have a higher follower account if i'm the one that's making people have a relationship with your brand because they trust me because I don't hawk a product every week. I'm not selling you, uh, you know, one day I'm selling you one brand of toothpaste and somehow next month it's another one. But I love them both and I've been using both. Like, you know, it's like, what? Like, I'm very particular about what I choose because no one's ever been able to. And, and I'm saying this on the record. No one has ever given me a product that I've taken a check for that I genuinely that I did not use. Either I got the check because I was already using it and it was a perfect alignment. Like, oh, sweet. I already used this. Now I'm going to get a check for it. Perfect. 
or it's something they sent me and I would tell people I'm going to need some time with it because you can't pay me to sell or hawk products to my community. I have to make sure it works. Mm. I have to make sure it does what it says because that's how I build a relationship with my base. I don't sell. I'm not an infomercial. I sell usefulness. Mm -hmm. I sell resource. And that's why people listen to me. That's why they trust me. That's why 12 years of doing this, people joke and say, I can't listen to when Fran mentions a damn product because I'm going to buy it. Of course you're going to buy it because you know I'm not lying to you. That's what it is. There's a trust that's been built. That, There's that a trust. That gives you the integrity. That bots that you can't buy. have to have. Yeah. You have to have that integrity to participate in, in any sort of partnership like that. And that's admirable to me. Um and how I it should just, be. Well, yeah, I think so, too. And it, it's, it gets tricky in the negotiating space because people often try to act like they're challenged at quantifying that. Like, how do you how do you place a value on that on ability to engage? Right, right? right. But to me, a simple comparative analysis, you know, on on campaigns where I have been, you know, in um in company in company with you know larger influencers and shit and my posts will outperform theirs every single Period. time Pieces every single time and, and and people will literally go to the brand go visit the brand let them know and i love that i'm so thankful and grateful yeah. for that so grateful for that um so it gets tricky but you know i agree with if you, you could have a hundred real followers <laughs> or a hundred thousand fake followers <laughs> What I'll take the real ones. But he's right, though. Like, it was I something post weird about that nigga, though. I ain't even going to lie. <laughs> I can't going to be fake and sit here and say he wasn't. I don't know if it's his he felt, eyes. He felt like, a little righteous, too, you know? Like, it, it yeah. felt a little righteous. But, Entitled. you know, but I get it. I get he was just like, I don't want to do this. you one that's off. Talking about one off. It's you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Some of them clothes was kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> But my thing is, well, the part that confused me is like, so you so righteous. Why did you want to be a part of this? I don't right. understand Thank you. That. I wasn't like, going to say it because I wasn't, didn't want to just drag them all the way down. No, but it's but true. But I'm telling you, like, that's the part that there was like a dissonance. It's like, like it's like me. That's like me going on a reality show about wanting to be famous just to shit on it the whole time. Like, obviously, right. I wouldn't even be here. <laughs> this wouldn't even like, be Like, he wanted my, to go on, on the real world, not fake famous. <laughs> <laughs> wrong right. casting bro i'm so sorry wrong casting now the only part that i will say annoyed me was when they had the experts first of all shout out to sham booty hey yes. sham booty. it was With her very beautiful cool. baby by the way right um but there were so many people on here that were shitting on the influencer culture and though the influencer culture culture does have a lot i sound like gotcha like cardi b's mother <laughs> gotcha <laughs> um although there you know there's a lot of room for improvement which is in any field really right. uh what i will say is they were acting like we are talentless unemployed you know just a lot of strange words were being thrown at it um anybody can do it it's just a numbers thing and i was like okay first of I'm all so jealous no so jealous <laughs> first of all it's so much work like do y'all understand that the commercial that i have with noah took 10 hours for, for 30, 30 seconds second spot, spot? Yep. we had a seven-year-old you know not what I mean? Not to mention the production, Fran. Not to mention you getting shot lists together and getting the shot list. equipment lists. Right now it's and... at the editor 
who's yeah. who has to spend God knows how many hours sifting through a hundred plus files just to create a story on the timeline. Like it's so many moving parts. Uh, it's it's a lot of work, and so I felt like that part was a little insulting. Um, granted, yes, there are some people who are mediocre and throw up whatever and make a bag, and that's how they treat it. But I mean, is that not visible in the government? Mm. <laughs> is that not visible in music? Mm. Uh, in any field, there's always going to be the mediocre who prosper, and then there's going to be people like us who really take this career to heart like i didn't come into this wanting to be famous this started off of me having a fucking illness that i was sharing and, and documenting yeah that's i didn't i didn't come into this like oh i would love to be an influencer there was no such thing at the time and no. even me coming in a little earlier than it being like a role there are people who have come into this with integrity based goals you know what i mean of actually like tell. that you can tell and i and i feel like where was that conversation like well, how do you miss out on the people who are really doing beautiful ass shit for their communities have changed their own lives because they're here to serve like not everyone well, is a self-serving influencer so that part was like if you're gonna say the self-serving part that's fine but there needs to be balance you know, like you need to show all the perspectives, all the stories, all the different ways that people are utilizing these opportunities and platforms and the bags that they're getting. A lot of bags that I get, I barely see as much as I can from the bag because I'm too busy spreading it out <laughs> to yep, my community, yep. to my family. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where's that conversation? This ain't One, about me getting shoes. No, <laughs> right, friend. One thing I had to keep in mind, like just for myself, because everything you're saying, like a lot of those thoughts did go through my head. But a lot of that I had to kill earlier on because, you know, they started off to talk about all these different industries. Right. They were like, you know, there's the health. <coughs> excuse me, smoking. Um, there's like the health <laughs> and fitness industries, the tech industries. They were talking about how there are these different industries. But instead of taking. I don't know, like to your earlier point, I really would have loved to see like a, a big woman uh, an Asian man, like people that yeah. we just don't see a lot of, uh, like we don't see stories of and then put them in these industries and make them fake famous somehow. Like I didn't really care for how they, you know, said that they were going to take these three. Then they did this fake top model uh, makeover. And then <laughs> they got, you know, the two white folks at the house taking pictures. Then they got the fake gym. And then like nobody really wanted it. And it's not to say that they should have picked people that wanted it because in my mind I had to remember in the beginning I was like, okay, this is this guy from CNN who's just taking this bland look at social media, I would have loved if he would have partnered with, you know, I just always shout her out Soledad O'Brien, who would be taking like a real look at shit because towards the end, you know, he starts to talk about, or they start to wrap up how social media can really affect your, uh, you know, your mental and, you know, how you feel about yourself. But I would have just loved to see a broader conversation because a lot of these conversations, I feel like, you know, even his damn self probably had on CNN already. So this was kind of for what? And maybe he just rushed it out since COVID killed his ongoing experiment. Go ahead, <laughs> I, And I want to be clear on why I'm requesting a, a, a deeper dive into the real challenges in the influencer world, right? It's not because I feel like this documentary had to be about black people or people of color. Yeah. It's not because of any of that. The whole premise of this piece was to show 
the process of creating and building an influencer. And I feel like they really took the easy way out. Right. And I feel like it could have been so much more impactful if it sh- if they had picked um, candidates who posed a little bit more of a challenge to, to bring to market. Because that's the that, story. That's, that's the story that I feel like they were trying to tell in the first damn place. And I feel like that's the way to tell it. So I just want to be clear on that when I say, you know, earlier when I said it even, that that is what... My takeaway was from this. Right. That's why, because I feel like that is the true story that they were trying to tell or show the process. I just feel like it would have so much more brilliantly shown what they were trying to do in the first place. That's all. Right. Mm. And for me, like another missing piece was like, this is a redistribution of wealth for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I have not seen money like this (laughs) and, and you know, not to knock myself because I'm someone that's, unlimited and full of potential but yes you are i don't know what my life outside of this space would have been you know i could have very well have continued in music whatever the case started selling drugs right been on the block i don't know but the (laughs) truth is you know seeing bags like this uh and we've talked about this before i have to i had to spend so much of my early career catching Mm -hmm. up playing catch up to just be on a fucking even even space with a lot of regular humans you know like when you're poor and and we've talked about this you you got to fix your teeth because of years of poor dental you know like changing your diet is a mental health challenge because you're like re-engineering shit because you were just eating what was available as opposed to eating what your body actually needs i mean there's so many levels to that shit so that's why i'm saying like hearing them speak of this in such a vapid like in such a vapid way was like ew like y'all are vapid if that's the only mm-hmm. thing you have to pull from this why didn't y'all pull those of us who have like restructured whole communities mm-hmm. brought mental health conversations to the internet and made them funny and cool and relatable and bringing in resources like a Dr. Joy for free on platform. Like, let's talk all about the that. while showing up authentically as ourselves all the while in spaces and then being thus burdened with the responsibility to prove ourselves 10 times more than right. we normally would have because I show up as Dustin. Right. I then have to legitimize that with a, a skill set or, you know, some knowledge, you know, beyond what is the normal expectation. So right. it's a lot of moving parts to this thing here. And you're not finna make it seem like I, I just want to be fake famous because yeah. I don't. And that's just how I felt. Wiley. And let's talk about the bags you've lost because you're just being Dustin. Right. You know, because it's a game that can be played, but do you want to play it? Like, that's another spinoff conversation. What happens to those of us who don't play it, but are still a part of it? Because the Matrix, you can be in it, but you can also be in it in a conscious way where all your decisions are calculated and coming from the heart as opposed to from the bag. You know Sidebar, what I mean? I would have loved to have been in the Matrix. Can't you see me in that, <laughs> coat, that trench coat and them glasses and shit? <laughs> Uh, them tight in the top ass black clothes you see everything was tight, Not in, the tight top. in the top all the clothes was black and tight in the top that's all that's my aesthetic i could have really <laughs> tore up the matrix <laughs> one thing one thing about chris though i did appreciate i just appreciate because he wasn't part of he's not good for this experiment but i felt like he kind of wanted a different experience kind of how i wanted a different experience i just knew that he wasn't in that which is because it 
of who they uh, picked with between Wiley and Dominique. So it was kind of hard watching him in that space. But when he did say the thing about Dominique being Clay and him being Stone, I was like, okay, I, I see this. Like, this is a, a good comparison. And I felt like, oh, boy, should have, like, really drove it together by saying, okay, you know, you are the Stone. And our purpose, you know, th- the idea here is that, you know, we chisel you down and make you into whatever we want, you know. But they couldn't get there because I, d- I feel like maybe because the- of Chris. Well, I don't know if it was necessarily Chris's fault too. I mean, or just tell Chris's you why fault. In a minute. <clears throat> I don't know if it was just Chris's <laughs> fault because of how I'm saying. Like, I kind of wanted a different experience, and like may- maybe that's what Chris he wasn't understanding up front that it was like a fake famous experience. He just heard famous and was like, "Cool, you know, I've done, I've been running this scene out in Arizona for however long. I've hit my ceiling here, so now I got to come out to LA and make something happen." And then you take Dominique, who works at Lululemon, that would be like, sure, it'd be cute to be famous. And Wiley, who is fake from Atlanta, that's like, you know, everybody else wants it, so why not? (laughs) I think that's why I look at Chris a little bit differently in that, like, because his ass, because when he first said it, I was like, well, you should have stayed, you know, where you was since it was so popping and really just made it a hub. Because a lot of us are in these big cities looking for certain hubs to go to to, like, really rock that shit. So, so go you... on and say it then. Say it, Asante. Say it. <laughs> Chris think he know every goddamn thing. And if you know <laughs> well, so yeah. motherfucking yes. much, stay your ass where you was at. Chris is the type of person that would drive <laughs> you to say this to them. Okay, well, what you want to do then? What do what do you want to do? That's so. That's why I feel like no matter what they do at this motherfucker, everything it, it, he tells you about his life, his background, with the utmost confidence in the choices he made. So I knew I had to get the fuck out of there because so that's why I came here. And when I got here, this is how it works. So I know I don't want to do it. Well, how can? Why am I? Why am I here this morning? You remember what he said? <laughs> that's early what I would have asked him eventually. Like, what am I doing here? Since you got all the answers. <laughs> You, well, that's why that white man was like, "Well, I really don't literally, know, you know where that remember, leaves us." Yeah, the guy, the guy was like, "Uh, you're literally here <laughs> for me to mold you. Like, then what the fuck are you doing here? You're made out of stone." In He's the beginning, impossible. I knew he impossible. was trouble. I knew Chris was trouble because when they first asked him, they were like, "Uh, why do you think you should be famous?" He was like, "Oh, at this point, I I know I deserve to be." I was like, "What?" impossible <laughs> from that point i knew it was there was going to be issues but after having this conversation that's why i'm kind of like i see why he was misplaced because i think about him feeling like he was lit in his own city and then you come here and then you become fake famous as opposed to trying to be real famous but then they made me wonder like can the nigga read because this is a fake famous thing i didn't even like the way he was holding his head getting his hair braided in that chair i felt like it was a little <laughs> arrogant I didn't like the way he was holding his head. Go back and watch it. I was mad. I'm going to tell you. And low key, I I was mad we was on the same page because I was like, so he's just getting his hair braided, which is nice because, you know, they look nice. It didn't even look no different. He just got it done. And then later on, he says, like, you know, y'all give Dominique a haircut. You know, y'all redo my braids. And I was like, they literally just redid them. Like, you know, you were probably going to be in that chair on Friday anyway. He probably probably, uh, objected to any changes. They probably was going to give him a boosty fade. But he probably was like, no. You're not cutting my hair. He he that so he he, nah. I'm telling you, he was very much a wedge in the prog in the progression of everything. He just was not (laughs) having it. And I like that. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But you he you he will make you ask well, what you wanna do? He'll make you ask him that shit. You know, I get it too. But it's also like, okay, so then, like you said, what are we doing? He missed the Why are you here? Yeah, ho, why is you here? (laughs) What Jocelyn say, bitch, why is you here? 
<laughs> Why is he here? He totally missed the fake part. He just heard fame. He thought, you know, HBO. And he just missed the fake part. And it was like, well, bro, this is why you can't be real he famous. He totally missed it. You'd be caught up in a fucked up contract or something. How did you miss? It's about fame. And like, then, it's an experiment. This is a one episode thing. So, like, the <laughs> Woyo, this, you didn't, he, he didn't come off as a person that... <laughs> I want to know more about and like go get more information about. You know what I'm saying? It was just like I was glad I was done with him at the end of the thing. <laughs> so like, so like this a one, you know, and this is a one episode thing. So coming off likable is important in situations so like this. You know, you don't have episode two to you know resell it. You know what I'm saying? Like I just was, I was like, I'm glad it. this is. I'm glad I am done with him. <laughs> And why? And her too. I was glad it was over. I put it all of like it. That. Honestly, like none of them gave. None of them left me with anything to make me want to even go I look mean. at their social media or wonder what happened or like any of it. I definitely followed up. I checked. Um, and funny enough, Chris's social media has grown, and I saw people leaving comments like, "You was the realest." Like, "Yo, you was my favorite." That's yep. good. So he, That's he's getting his hundred real. And he was like, "Yo, you know, I had That's to like good. keep it That's real good. for the folks and little that." And he was going back and forth in the comments. So, <laughs> oh my god! Sadly, it's fucked up that he was the one to break because. Like him working out in the gym and stuff, like, why not? Like the other nigga was posing out in front of a pool lying about where he was. And granted, he was lying about his gym. Like he could have easily just because old girl even randomly got a, a gym thing after that. Like Chris easily could have just got something from that. But he just was too focused on reading those comments, which, you know, if you do, if you are on and Instagram. And reading that, that host, that's who he was reading. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> like... <laughs> he he too was 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 happy to, you know what happy to be done with him okay i know that host was like man get the fuck out i ain't got time for this shit see ya <laughs> that host was like one off for real wow and you know i did and i'm glad you said that asante had triggered a different thought too just on the business side of it um, when they were saying like, you know, they'll go to fake gyms in hopes of getting a real gym and they'll do this and they'll do that. And there is an element of truth to that. Not so much in like going to a fake gym that's like a wall or some shit. But I'm going to use Jade as an example for the proper way to use that business model. So Jade, mm-hmm. because I think she's perfect because she's like still building her brand. We're watching it happen in real time. So she was like, we had a convo, a business Mm -hmm. convo, and she said, you know, she would love more alignment with cooking shows and opportunities. And I was like, well, when I go to your Instagram, there's nothing about your Instagram that would make me, if I were like, you know, what's the food channel? I would not, I would go right past your page because there's nothing on there. So she's like, so how do we freak that i'm like mm-hmm. we have to put content that aligns with the content you're looking to call in what did we do we created her uh cooking her cocktails, cocktails in la, la casa. casa for the bartending because that shows her range and skill set and then the cooking show for her patreon so now she has content when you go to her page if i were the food channel or whatever other food alignments uh would be her dream now she has it. So you know what happens? Now she's getting all these campaigns from liquor sponsors, restaurants, boom. So it's like there is a game you do have to play of 
because I want that, I have to create this. But I think that's where there was missing in the doc. They just went to a fake gym in hopes of getting. It's like, no, some of us are actually doing this <laughs> with integrity. I'm proud of Jay. Jay's been busting her ass. She got that baby food yes. campaign. You see that baby food campaign she got where the babies is shitting all the food out in the commercial. <laughs> you ain't seen it when she made, she made that baby food and babies was shitting all over the damn United <laughs> States. <laughs> you ain't seen that. You are. You know what? <laughs> But you know, she's been putting in the work. Like she has been working hard on those. Do you think about it? She got two podcasts, two shows, on top of being a wife, on top of being a a mom. mom. Like, and this is like outside of the other work that she has to do with catering, dinner series, dinner series with Santana. So it's like, think about the toll this is taking on Jade even just building up this Mm -hmm. brand so when i see this things like that happening and me thinking of the hours Mm -hmm. and and you know that i put in to Mm -hmm. be where i'm at today that's why a doc like this feels empty i completely understand and something just to i'm i don't know if you're closing up this conversation but just whatever to end on a higher note right yeah for sure Look at Jay though. Look at what has happened for her. Look at Man. the look at the partnerships that she's been able to to materialize. And Noah. Look at Noah. Jade has been profiled <laughs> in Food and Wine fucking magazine. You know what I'm Bro, saying? Like crazy. literally the top of her game, the 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 brand alignment that she has in her sponsorships, it's just incredible to see. And it just shows you that if you put that sort of focus on on what you want to do and if you have that sort of intention, it can happen for you. Eat too, mama, and especially when it's coming from the heart mm-hmm. because Jade isn't coming into this like, oh, I want to be famous. No. She's like, I love to cook. It's and, you know, I, I love making cocktails. Yeah. And if I can create a career where I do what I love and make money and take care of my family, what, I mean, that's like, she, that's the goal. What more could you ask for? Yeah. Go ahead, Jade. In, in perfect alignment with her values, mm-hmm. her morals, and her interests. And that has made this trajectory feel so good to her where I've seen her be like, holy shit. And it hits different when it's coming from the heart and not because you have something to prove or you're expecting some validation like that. I'm telling you, it's less anxiety. Every win feels so good. Mm -hmm. Every loss is just like, okay, I'm going to eat that. Like. It's just different, and so and your I pants wanted to don't bring. Be all twisted in your ass crack. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure to bring that perspective because yes, there's a lot that can stand to be fixed, but there's also a lot of really beautiful shit that happens in this That's industry right. as well. And I want to make sure to to have a more balanced perspective of the multi billion dollar influencer industry. The friend zone has something to say. <laughs> Flat out. Remember when Andre 3000 said that shit at the Source Awards? The South got something to say. <laughs> shit, the friend zone had something to say too. Okay. okay. I, wanted, this was an awesome. I wanted to see more of the damn um, influencer buzz because I just kept watching thinking how I wouldn't have been on there. Oh my but God, I wanted to see that, more of that scene with the girls. You mean the girls <laughs> going mm-hmm, to the desert? Mm-hmm. That was so fucking awkward. <laughs> I talk to people when I'm in those situations. I, I talk. <laughs> I get it lit in the space. Like I'm not. I don't just be sitting sitting there. You know. They I was mean? on a party bus. Everybody. A whole party bus to the desert, and the fact they had to change like on the side of the mm-hmm. road. I was like, Ooh. "What the fuck is this?" That was nuts. But it was still at the end of the day. It was a good watch. It was. Yeah. It, 
you know, it triggered this type of conversation. Was that the uh, man from that- To Catch a Predator that hosted? Was that the same <laughs> man? <laughs> No, or no, what would you do? Movie. Remember the other show? What would you do when they were having oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his I name? Remember, John Quinones. Is that his name? <laughs> Is that his name? <laughs> Who literally looks nothing like? I love Nick him Bilton. though. I just I got those vibes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much Ooh. for the conversation. This was an awesome hot button. button. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. No Anything problem. you want to add before we transition to the wellness segment? Not for me. No. Bring in the motherfucking wind chimes. Bring in the motherfucking wind chimes. So I'm going to make this quick because I have spoken enough. So I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. When you are feeling overwhelmed or anxious, what's your go-to? Mad- You're at home. At home. What's your go-to? Like, what, what are your needs to help you bring your heart rate down and lower your stress levels? Masturbation. Okay, I get that. That's a good one. I could just, I just one. have to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking like masturbation is gonna make me too lit. So just breathing. Like sometimes I literally too lit. So you'll be stressed and just hype. Not stressed, but it's like the after effect might be a nap. So it's like I don't want to take that risk. But I do definitely <laughs> like to just, like if I need to just relax quickly, I just need a moment to myself. So I literally either sit and close my eyes or I'll make it dark somewhere. And I just need to stop and breathe. And like literally like Tony Braxton, breathe. Like I just got to breathe. I'm so with you on the making it dark. I, I right? don't know. It's nothing like, like turn off a light. It's right nothing. Quick. I like it with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> even that. Just because the feels. other day, even, um, you know, once this month started rapping, there was a moment where I like had to catch my breath and I literally just sat in the living room and turned off all the lights. Mm. And I had to laugh because I was like, I look bonkers right now. <laughs> if anybody were to walk in, yo, you're just sitting on the couch in the dark. That'd be the, the best moment when you like be still <laughs> like, yo, as fuck. You right? And then you just have that thought like, what if somebody like broke in or something right now? And then they'd be like, oh shit. Like, and you're just sitting there. You're just still as fuck. And it's like, it's dark. Like, I'm yeah, the only person here. Why am I doing this? <laughs> I knew you was coming, ho. you have to laugh at yourself sometimes but i think it's important to note what those go-to things are especially at a time like this where our stress levels are high i talked about it i think it was last week during the pomodoro technique uh conversation where i was talking about oh oh, okay (laughs) can i tell them what you just showed the class the the real pomodoro technique (laughs) he showed us his the real pomodoro technique his his bliss kit. Does this show no abrasions? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Is this all right next to your bed, Dustin? Mm-hmm. I like it's that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important to to create those um almost like a kit like Dustin just showed us. That's that's next to his bed. <laughs> that you can get to very quickly <laughs> when you need it. Because I think most people are either unaware of what their processes are 
or they just don't create a way to access it with ease. So I was thinking of this because as I sat in the dark mm -hmm. on my couch, you know, trying to catch my breath and lower my heart rate, mm -hmm. um, I realized I have this process that's a little bit strange, but it works for me. And I was like, you know what? Same. I'm going to show. <laughs> Go ahead. And I wondered if y'all have anything like that. So, and I feel like I mentioned this maybe years ago on the podcast. So when I'm like super overwhelmed, I create <laughs> this little nook in my bed from the pillows. Mm. <laughs> like I literally organize the pillows in the center of the bed in like a small square that my body can kind of sink yes. into. Ooh. And it's almost like it. it's um, I guess it's the, si the similar effect that like uh, a weighted blanket would have where it's like a safety thing. You know, the weighted blanket, the reason those work is because it makes you feel like a hug, like it mimics a hug and hugs usually trigger your nervous system and and begin to uh enable the rest mode of your nervous system right there's fight or flight which we talked about last week and now we're thinking of what are ways to trigger rest mode where your body's like i am now resting i feel at ease that's what a hug does you ever hug someone and it's like your breath you're just like oh i needed that so the nook that i created it has the same effect it's like my safety corner and i sit in it I notice I always have to have a, a hoodie wrapped over my head and it kind of mimics like a baby being swaddled. Mm. You know, when babies, they wrap them like a little with, burrito. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what I realized is that's kind of, <laughs> I realized that's what I'm recreating that safety nook and then the swaddle via my hoodie. And then I wrap myself in a blanket, even putting a pillow on my belly that very subtle weight on my belly. Cause you know, I feel like I hold most of my stress in my stomach and there's something about that pillow. I tend to get either like the body pillow or like the king size pillow, something that's a little bit, you know, girthy mm -hmm. and oversized. Put it on you gotcha. and it like, <laughs> you're like, noted. <laughs> Girth Brooks over here. <laughs> you are just. <laughs> but the hoodie I ain't got pillows. that though I'm cut no I'm just playing go ahead well I ain't playing but you know oh this is a joke God. go ahead you know what makes me laugh my mom be like Dustin oh is so my, fresh I be forgetting I'm so sorry mama oh friend no 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 me, she please. loves it she be like Dustin is so fresh always he always saying fresh things <laughs> <laughs> she called you fresh bro <laughs> No, but there's something about um, the four pillows. So mm -hmm. the way I put them is, you know, two pillows on my side, the one behind my neck, and one that goes under my legs, and then the pillow on my belly. Look at Dustin like, creating this. But you see how that creates a little nook that you kind of sink mm -hmm. into? It's so nice. Right, exactly. <laughs> Dustin is literally recreating nah, this as we speak. Pregnant. No, nah, <laughs> And that's what brings me my my heart rate down <laughs> and also <laughs> i really wish y'all could see he is recording <laughs> with these pillows <laughs> do you feel the difference dustin yeah, on your belly so, oh my god it feels so good oh my god 
So that's my number one go-to. Fran is overwhelmed. She's going to make her four-pillow nook and yes. wrap herself in the hoodie. Nook and Franny. And the- Every nook and Franny. <laughs> Franny. That's the episode, nook and Franny. <laughs> Every nook and Franny. <laughs> I can't with y'all. The second thing is sitting in silence in the dark. That's right, which you might... shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> Yo, you got to shut the fuck up. Sometimes I just don't want to hear nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear myself. I don't want to hear nobody's voice, no podcast, no music. Nothing. No lights. And then the third one for me is a bath. Are y'all bath people? I Getting yeah. in a hot bath with some uh epsom salt or you know and and some essential oils or not essential oils because you gotta consider the ph of your vagina but (laughs) some weed hell yeah i love that (laughs) but oil mixtures that are healthy for the body like that and the some candles with like a really nice playlist and just laying back and I put flour or herbs um in the bath with me just for the added benefits a lot of them are like you know, relaxing herbs. You know, friend. That those. Uh-huh. I just want to request, uh, if not for this wellness, uh, an, an addendum for another, a future wellness segment. How about some mm-hmm. uh, bath oils? You know, bath time. Because you know, what you mentioned there for the women's in the pH, that's very, very important. But you know, for also for right. the men that want to take this bath as well, you know, some. Yeah. So you mean like sharing some brands? Some brands. Some uh, for m- bath some, time. Maybe even some mixtures that you like. Yeah. You know, some. Well, I'll, you know what? I'll share my site that's my go-to for the herbs and different... It's mountainroseherbs.com. That site oh, is a black hole. So it is just... Do you see it, Asante? Because mm-hmm. he's Dot pulling com. it up. Mm-hmm. That's it. You, you see they have a whole bath section, Ooh. okay? And that's where I get my goods. It's like a farm to bath <laughs> company. Mm. So everything is ethically sourced. Well, and they do it's everything, a wonderful too. site. Everything you can literally buy anything on there that has to do with uh, energetic wellness. So it's my go-to. Definitely check that out, Mountain Rose Herbs. But I do agree that that would be a nice wellness segment. So I'll definitely uh, curate that. But I just wanted to put that out there because it's a really simple conversation. But I think people don't share enough what their processes are when they're not feeling the best. Like what are their go-to's? Whether it's a playlist, whether it's something specific you eat. Uh, you know what's funny? When I was younger, uh, uh, Claude would always know when I was sad because I used to eat Doritos. And that, for some reason, that calmed me. It was very strange. Doritos and ranch sunflower seeds. Yes, my, how my life has changed. The taste jumped out. <laughs> the taste jumped out. I would have those in my hand. And Claude, knowing me so well, would look at me and be like, what's you wrong? Okay? Because he knew that that was my comfort when shit was just not feeling good. And I feel like we all have those things in different ways. And and it's good to take note of them so that you can actually recreate them. And that'll be your process when your mental health starts feeling like it's wavering a bit. So it could be something simple, a candle scent that you love. Just make sure you have it, you know, more of it when you need it. I know some people have textured things where there's like a blanket or a sweater, something that they like rubbing and touching. Dustin is just over. I didn't even say anything. I didn't even utter. I didn't utter a word. I didn't utter a word. Something you like touching and rubbing. I wanted to put that out there so that you can start cultivating this bliss kit. What is your kit that will bring you 
to a calmer heart rate that will lower your cortisol levels that we talked about last week that everyone's is extremely high because we have been in crisis in fight or flight for over a year. And it's time that we start working on our nervous systems. It's time that we start focusing on these stress levels and putting systems into place to get our heart rate where it needs to be so we can be at ease, productive. (laughs) Can y'all hear that? Yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't and Dustin, Dustin is actually demonstrating. <laughs> this is a show and tell moment of what his process is. Woo. Y'all hear that? <laughs> but that's it for this week's hot button, and that's it for this week's wellness segment. I'm I wish sorry. you all health. Now, now on to our ASMR segment. <laughs> yes. <That's next. laughs> and Asante, Mr. Music Man, what you got for us this week? Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Fran, for that very uh, lit wellness segment because I thank you. Am yes. st- I am all up and through this website. <laughs> oh, I told you, it's a black hole. You're gonna buy so much shit you didn't even know you needed. Like when I tell you, they sell Love everything. A <laughs> <laughs> Love a black hole. And <laughs> black hole sun. Now literally. back to the Love music segment. Sun. Won't you come? Oh. <laughs> Black hole and wash sun. away the rain. Woo! Okay, the tide, high tide, it's the best kind. Actually, so on to our music segment of a black hole. Dustin's so fresh. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, I can't. Hole. You, you and your black hole. Uh, okay, we're done. <laughs> Dustin previously shouted out at the top of one of our shows, I believe, uh, the artist Aaliyah Sheffield, uh, the one that yes. did Earth is Ghetto. I just wanted to quickly shout her out because, again because she is a songwriter, a singer. She makes music. It's all on her YouTube. It's oh, really, really that. good. And I'm the type that I really just like to hear people sing sometimes. And that's what also on my YouTube feed, just random people singing. Her ass, well, the lyrics, I'm telling you, the girl just knows what to do. So if you're looking for something on YouTube that you want to check out, definitely check her out. Um, this is just going to be like a little YouTube amen corner, and then I'm just going to get into your listens lately, just to keep it kind of cute. Uh, so for a couple other things that I was watching that I want everybody else to point their attention to, if you're still on the YouTube, which you should be, Saucy Santana has put out another single. Um, okay. It's called It's a Vibe. There's a visual. It features Dream Doll and Light Skin Keisha. Um, Santana and Keisha have worked together in the past. It's just cute to hear all three of them working together. It's it's literally a vibe. So shout out to Santana, uh, the doll, and Keisha. I have had my previous uh, opinions about Dream Doll in the past, but what I will say is the young lady continues to rap. She continues to put out records. She continues to have looks. So go ahead for you, young lady. But Lyskin Keisha was the you know my personal star of the show, which is why I'm shouting this out. So thanks for that, Santana, Keisha, and, and Dream. Also, in the realm of music videos, a really, really interesting... Well, I have a few interesting uh, music videos here. What I'm loving is... And what I've always loved are black women. I've always loved black women in music. I've loved, uh, you know, the range, whether it be black women doing pop music, uh, whether it's, you know, soulful, alternative, everything. I I just love black women. I'm going to step into the R&B bag, but know that that it's going to be all types of R&B. That's where we're going. Mahalia... She dropped her single, Jealous, featuring hey. Rico Nasty. 
there okay. is a really really cute well i'm sorry really it's a really dope like clutch like futuristic type but just vibe type uh video it's jealous mahalia is doing her thing she's back at you with you know just another a level of what she does we know her to do r&b uh, you know, happy R&B, a little alternative R&B. This is, you know, real, you know, kind of hip hoppy R&B. I'm liking that sound for. Her. So thanks, Mahalia, for still sounding like yourself, but also elevating. I always appreciate that from an artist. Uh, speaking of artists keeping it real and elevating, Don Richard has dropped Bust It For Me. Okay, Don. I mean just continues to give us uh music continues to give us originality flair a, a visual just because she can not because she has to like very unapologetic and you know very always shout out to home so i love don richard she's always an artist so i'm always going to shout out uh bussa for me is how you is the name of the track it's b-u-s-s-i-f-a-m-e don richard i mean what more can i say she just looks great sounds great i'm loving the new sound i love when artists can like give you a new sound but it still sounds like something that they would do. Like, it's not a new sound that sounds like something else is happening, and they just want to say that they can do that too, which is cute and cool when it happens, but I love that she just, like, the the definition of elevation. She just continues to do shit. So, um, there was one more I wanted to shout out because I just love spending my time on the YouTube, the tube of you. Oh! This is going to be the last one I talk about. I actually should uh, end this by playing some of the song. But I'm gonna play some from YouTube, so let me pull that out as I um, as I play it. But Justine Sky, she's back. She dropped a single. It's called Intruded. It's uh, the video is six minutes long, six minutes twenty four seconds, if you want to be exact. Uh, Justine Sky is someone who's always made music and sounded great. And I don't know what I don't even know what happens. But for me, I've always enjoyed her records. And then I don't know if it's personal stuff that happens or if it's label stuff that happens, but something always happens. And I'm just like, well, damn, where's Justine Sky? Ladies and gentlemen, Justine Sky is right here. Okay. <laughs> She's right here. <laughs> um, it was great to hear Timbaland do something that, like, well, Timbaland always is Timbaland, right? He's always going to evolve. He's always going to do what Timbaland does by giving you something fresh and cool and dope and original. But it doesn't take away from who he is or his sound or where he where he is going to evolve. Sorry, I'm talking a lot because I'm actually really excited about these songs this week. And not to say I'm not excited in the past, but seeing Justine Scott in this visual and like how things like uh, just continue to elevate from the visual itself to, you know, the sounds of the song, uh, to the sounds on her voice. Everything was just working so hard and it was working for her. So I appreciate it all. But the song that she put out is called Intruded. I'm going to play a little bit of the beginning from the YouTube video because that song is not the original song or is not the Intruded song. So I don't know what the name of that song is going to be or if I got to wait for the whole project to come out, but it need to happen. So this is it. Justine Sky. So that's the first, you know, 40 seconds of the video. That's magic for me. And then it continues to evolve. So 
Justine Scott, and mind you, that didn't show anything about her voice. That was just, you know, the production to let you know where we finna go. So just imagine where her voice takes you. Like, oh my God. So Justine Scott, thank you so much. Um, that's it for me over here at the Music Man segment. I want to just pass it over to you too. Uh, Fran, you know, I always want to know what you listening to, girl. What you playing over there? <laughs> um, Fuck by Victoria Monet. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's how she ended up with that baby. <laughs> okay. We to it today. So this is how it goes. Is your favorite color blue? Cause you something like my crib tonight. I think I want you to maybe meet me at my crib tonight. Might not be the one, but I'm definitely the prototype. Let's get down and get it on the floor, floor. Not even today because I have a terrible cough. But she is just, she's another one like Alex Isley to me where they just don't miss. Mm. It's like, how are y'all real people? How are y'all real people? Okay, so that's that one. And then we never talk about Sam Do. I feel like we don't talk about Sam Do enough. He's an incredible artist. Yeah. He actually, do y'all remember he had a song with Wale back in the day? I'm trying to, it was like Love Hate. Okay. Or something like that. If y'all look hmm. it up, y'all remember. That's how I feel like Sam that's where people saw thing. him. <laughs> but he has a song called Reincarnation that is so dope. And this is how it goes. I feel like I've seen the world. I still love the same girl over and over still feel the same love I still feel the same buzz over and over again and I'm just trying to find another Trying to find another you reincarnation. You reached into the crates for that one. 
Hello. Damn, Sue. <laughs> like, I was so mad when I looked. I was like, oh, my God. Because he's dropping a new project. I actually feel like it might be this week called Moonlit Fools. And it made me jump back into his discography. And I was like, man, he is just, he don't get enough attention for me. Um, and then the last one, shout out to Sam Do. Yeah, you about to make me go listen to that because I was so mad. Please do. I was like, we said the name. I'm like, I know this name. And then I went and looked. Yes, damn. Sue. And he's part of mm. a band now. He's the lead in a band called Red Hearse. Dope. Ooh, and a Red right? Hearse. That's I like she. that name. If I get <laughs> out of here, I want a Red Hearse. <laughs> Inspired by Sam Do. Shout out. Um, last one is Lucky Day and Yeba. Mm. The song is called How Much Can a Heart Take? And this is how it goes. You've been channeling energy, sending it to me. Friend, I want to hear a cover, honestly. I mean, I, and Ooh. that's not a takeaway from anything that Yev's had going on there. Woo! How much can a Come take? on, Dustin Ross. She killed that, first Yo. of all. And I'm going to guess Lucky wrote it, but I also don't know because Yeb is also a writer, so it could very well be her verse. But like those are... like seven to me. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> But they killed that. Shout out to Lucky Day, his whole project. I think it's called Table for Two. Uh, it's an EP, I believe. It's very, very good. If the rest of the music sound like that, it's about to be three because I'm sitting down. <laughs> That's the jam. It's a very, very good <laughs> album. A take. take. Ooh, yeah. girls. Yeah, but and it's a, just ooh, something. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow. And then she's talking about you just blaming shit on the moon. I was like, this is very relatable content. <laughs> She done been through some things. <laughs> she done been through some things with a woo-woo person. I, I, <laughs> I've been there. So, <laughs> shout out to Yeba, Lucky Day, Victoria Monet. The, oh, and Sam Do. Oh, yes. Do <laughs> Tell you Sam that. Sue. And no. Sam Do. So, those Sam. are my three. Do. Uh, uh, Sam Do. Uh. <laughs> those are my three. What about you, Dustin Ross? What you been listening to? You know, I like to bang, get in, get out. So here we go. (laughs) Modafino Blues by Matthew Deere. (laughs) 
to get into that, all right? That's the jam. That was tight. Okay. Okay. Modofino Blues. Okay, next song is by Young Rog and Summer Walker. It's called Bullshit. My shit. Okay, so Bullshit <laughs> by Summer Walker and Young Rod. And then, you know what? Mariah Carey got a remix of We of We Belong Together. Yes. That she performed. That's the jam. But I'm not going to play that. Well, actually, I'll play it. Fuck it. It'll be my third I haven't episode. heard it. I'll save the other shit for next week. This We Belong Together Mimi's Late Night Valentine's Mix. See, so that's why I knew you. Was, I knew you was gonna be feeling that. So those are the three. <laughs> um, shout out to Cash Dial. She's got an amazing new feature um, on the song "Allowance" by Cash too. Kid to or by Babyface Ray. Excuse me, Babyface Ray "Allowance" featuring Cash Dial. Check that out too. That's it for me, you guys. All right, Ooh. well that does it for the Music Man segment. That Mariah was that hitting. put me in a whole different place. <clears throat> right I'm trying to tell y'all like the jam. Mm. Damn. And also I'm happy to hear Mariah's voice so strong. Yeah, you know? Sounding good. Do you hear sounding me? Sounding good. She's a vet. Like that's beautiful. She's been able to preserve it. Hell yeah. Shout out to Mariah. Woo. Shout out to you Mariah Carey. You're a legend. Alright well Dustin Ross it's all on you. Tell us what you've been watching over there at TV Land. Okay. Listen, we're just gonna make this really brief. No, no, real, no. Yes, we are. No, the Real no. Housewives of Atlanta <laughs> had a marquee banner episode for the franchise as a whole, all yes. seasons, and they're in season thirteen. To be clear, so just know that the episode that played this Sunday, um, it was episode ten, I believe. Um, I'm speechless. You just have to see the episode to to to. Have your own take on it. It was some of the best reality television I've ever seen in my Friend, life. Friend, did you watch? No. You have to watch. 
Really? You have to watch. Oh my god! Like you, but will I understand? you have to watch. Yes, yes. You have to okay. watch. You would understand. I'm down. You, you have to watch. You have. You have. It to was that good. Friends, Candy Burris through Cynthia Bailey. They were on a girls trip to the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Um, which I love the fact trips. that they're taking advantage of these um, American destinations, these domestic uh, tourist destinations um, that they had, could access access by vehicle, by car. So they drove to South Carolina. Well, the majority of them drove. Kenya flew in a private jet with her friend Latoya. Uh, but that's another story okay. for another time. But um, so they went to this spot called the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Um, and while they were there, Candy Burris threw Cynthia Bailey a dungeon-style surprise bachelorette party, complete with a performance from the male stripper Bolo. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, and so what made the, ep- the episode so interesting was what took place after the cameras were cut off, but the audio was still rolling. Oh, and there Lord. were a couple of night vision cameras that were still rolling, and you could see the cast having a good time together and with the stripper. And so there are lots of accusations thrown around the next morning, lots of denials, lots of acceptance, which I love to see. Because to me, when it comes to that kind of shit, you just got to stand in it. Like, if yeah, you did I mean, something shit, like that, you adults. did it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You you know, if you and her was kissing, y'all was kissing. You know what I'm saying? And if y'all kissed that, they all, that's what happened. But um, <laughs> so it just, that that is his birthed these conflicts that I think are going to last for the rest of the season. Um, this was definitely a pivot in the relationship. Well, and I use that term sparingly loosely, um, the relationship between Kenya and Portia, um, it was already threadbare at best. And now after this, you can forget it. Um, Portia and Kenya <laughs> hate each other after this. And you can tell, you can see the seeds, um, play, being planted. Um, that is what we are going to be looking forward to um also we're going to see a shift in the dynamic between kenya and latoya because they have been so close bosom buddies but apparently latoya was in somebody else's bosom because somebody said that tanya's titty fell in latoya's mouth but that's another thing and then tanya never comes back after this tanya (laughs) quits filming the show she never comes back this is like her last remember tamar said that on the braxton she's like this is my last scene and season (laughs) this was tanya's last scene and season for sure. Oh. So, oh, um, but just you just have to watch it. It's very good. Please watch it. And we're gonna have a, a deep dive recap of Love and Marriage Huntsville. Miss Wanda has been showing her ass um, once again. Stellar programming from Carlos King and the people over at OWN. Love and Marriage Huntsville, y'all watch it. We're gonna take a deep dive into that next week. Thank you. And what about the <laughs> reunion for? Um... There's nothing to say. I could care less. <laughs> I'm going to watch wow. season two, but I don't care about any of that. And the more and more I see um, Mary Cosby's dress, I first I didn't, I wasn't into it, but now I like it. I love the color and Mary Cosby's dress. Those are good sequins. When you, when you see that dress, <laughs> when you see that dress and you think about some of the other sequin pieces you've seen in your life, uh, you'll immediately so be able to tell those are some good damn sequins in that dress. That's a nice fucking dress. You hear me? They're not, they're not from Michael's. Uh-uh, baby. <laughs> That fabric wasn't on no bolt or no whatever that thing is called. You know, there wasn't no big ass thing from the fabric store. That is couture, and those are some good damn sequins. When you when you see a picture of that, I'm gonna send you a picture of that fucking dress. Those are some good damn sequins. You hear me? That was good craftsmanship. So that's it. She ain't shit, but that dress that was a good dress. Cause you know you heard her cussing her church out, right? <laughs> 
mm-hmm. about that money. Well, mm-hmm. well, I'll talk about it next week. Go ahead. Love y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for an amazing episode, guys. I love you guys. As always, thank you to the listeners for listening and following along for yet another week. We love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you guys next week. Yes. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary.